TGH The Good House presents Say Something Good, an all-new podcast dedicated to good news, good people, and good stuff. Hosted by Sean Patrick and Karen Nozolston. Hey, Karen. Happy New Week. How are you? Hey, Sean. Happy New Week. I'm great. You know, we've had so much rain here in Los Angeles, in the state of California, and it's the sun is up today. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm also grateful for the rain. Yeah, you guys are on your way out of a drought, an issue we never have in England. We've actually, yes. it's not raining right now, but it is, it is literally freezing. I thought we'd mm-hmm. maybe gotten away with it this year, but it's, uh, you know, in fr- from a spectator point of view, it's it's beautiful to look at, um, harder to live in. But um, either yeah. way, it's good. It's good. It is. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about, are you listening today after we take our break? But we're going to get into this week's good news stories. Karen, I think you're really going to like them this okay. week. Um, starting out with a man who spent his life helping people with disabilities find homes has just won a 2.5 million pound country house in a raffle. He said that oh. he can now get a dog, which he's always wanted, but he couldn't because of his chronic arthritis that he's had since he was just a little boy. He is... Mm-hmm. Living out his rest of his days in this beautiful house, I think this is an example of what people would call karma. Oh, that's a good way to put it. And as you were reading the story, I was thinking that this is what happens, karma, when you do something good, um, that there is some kind of reward that happens, perhaps not all the time, and most of the time. And this man was doing his good work not to get a reward because he who would have expected to win a house in a raffle? Mm-hmm. And he continued to do the good work, and this is what happens. I believe um, in the importance of, of doing good, always doing good, because there is some kind of reward in this lifetime. <laughs> yeah. And also I think the little caveat, which is the hardest thing to get around, but I do think you have to approach it even if there were no reward, you know? And, and, and I believe I agree. it sounds like that's what he was doing. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. And I think I, I definitely have I have a I have mixed feelings on you know how people approach things like the secret or law of attraction. It's something mm-hmm. I don't really um, play a play with anymore um, because I believe it's become I'm doing this so I get this, you know. And this yeah. example seems to be a very pure example from from what it, I hear. Yes, it is. Um, this is another great one. Um, a TikTok video has raised a hundred thousand, which has allowed an 82 year old Walmart employee to retire. Um, the 82 year old Navy veteran and widower was still quote unquote, grinding out nine hour shifts when a TikTok influencer called Rory McCarthy, uh, put his social influence towards good use and raised this man, a retirement pot. I love <laughs> things like this because I yes. love progression and things moving forward and when when something like tiktok is is used for such good yeah and it uh, you know we go back to the idea that there's so much good out there and when we have when we and this person who uh, raised the money uh, influenced the raising of the money for this 
uh, man so that he could retire. And I did see that story and I thought it was so beautiful. But And this person is doing something good. So mm-hmm. we always have the opportunity to do something good without a lot of efforting. That's what this story represents to me, that there wasn't a lot of efforting. There was a thought, oh, I can do something. I can do something to help someone. I can do someone to give someone a better life. And sometimes it just takes such, uh, how long could this have taken this person to create all of this? Not a few minutes, right? A few moments. You know what's funny? Remember the beginning of 2021, I said that the, my word of the year was going to be effort. And you said, no, it's not. Right. right. <laughs> because, yeah, I was like, I'm going to put more effort into things this year. You said, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. um, Here's an example. Right Here's an example of how so many things take take are effortless, because that's the word. They're effortless. And this man is able to, at 82, he can stop working. He can, maybe he can go on a trip, but he doesn't have to go into work every day so that he can sustain his life. Well, I love to hear and love to continue to see when when new stories like this come up. Um, I hope you had a great Martin Luther King Day uh, this week. Um, unfortunately, in the UK, we have an entire different name for um, what is that Monday. We call it Blue Monday because oh. it's seemingly the most depressing day of the year after people have come down from the Christmas hype and have lost hope for the new year. Here's the good news. Finally, mental health charities came out this year and said it's not true. There's good. no evidence. It's all made up. There's no such yes. thing as Blue <laughs> Monday. And um, it's just so funny because it's it's something I've just always known. Blue Monday. What I think it's like the third Monday in January or something where they say these are the dates that people have the highest depression levels. And it was on the TV yesterday. Um, and I was like, it was through researching the stories I saw mental health charities have said there's no such thing. That's really good because Human beings buy into that kind of stuff. Oh, Mm -hmm. this is the third day, third Monday of January. I'm supposed to be depressed today. And they act it out as opposed to saying, being taught, being given the information or the reprogramming that says, this is the third Monday. Or this is the 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 first Monday. I get to be joyful. I get to be happy. I get to create something wonderful in my life. Um, what about what about walking in lockstep with something like that? And I'm glad that the mental health associations are beginning to realize the power of the creative word because that's what we're talking about. Like, why is nobody are- identified and put all over our? Our TV. This is the day of the year people are happiest. Yeah. Why have Why has nobody honed that down and made a big deal about it? Yeah, because it doesn't create any kind of. It, you can't monetize it. Yeah, you can't. Um, there's there's so, I don't, the human default is uh, unhappiness, right? Yeah, I want the 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 human default to be happiness and good and all those wonderful words, joy, peace, all those wonderful words that we can use that will inspire us to go out and 
do something good, you know? You know, when I was doing my psychology masters, one of the professors said, and I I never forgot this, there are twice as many words to describe unhappy emotions Mm -hmm. than happy emotions. Because when we're happy, we're, we're happy, but when we're not, we really want to analyze it. We want to root it up. And listen, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all for melancholy and p- positive mental health. And I do just find that when you hear about something like Blue Monday, when there's no opposite, like where is Yellow Wednesday, when people are yes. really happy. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. if we look at the English language, there are twice as many words that describe negative feelings than, than, than positive ones. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. This is, um, well, and, and, and this is why we're here because I, I think most, and this is why we do the good news stories too. This is yellow Wednesday. <laughs> we're going yes, to, yes. we're going to start yellow Wednesdays. Um, and Karen, this is a really cool one on this week in history in 1977, we would know nothing about it, but it's when Roots <laughs> premiered on ABC. Oh my goodness. Oh, well, you know, I have to tell you, I remember watching Roots and my Reruns, mother- Karen, you must have been watching rerun. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sweet. My mother encouraged us to watch it because it was, she knew that history was going to, was being created. She knew that um, there was some information in there that we needed to know about as a family, uh, of, as a black family. So um, I remember the popularity of it. I remember the impact of it. And I can't believe it was uh, in 1977. Um, yeah. Have you watched it? Have you watched it? You know, I swear we watched it in history class when I was in mm-hmm. high school, but mm-hmm. I have never watched it as an adult and I and I really mean to. And they they remade it in 2016, I believed. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah. yeah um, because I had this original that was so impactful to me. And, you know, I'm just remembering that there's a character in there. I think his name was Chicken George. And Ben Burin is a member of Agape. And so it's so, the last time he was at Agape, one of the staff members said, Chicken George. And she was was telling him and just uh, loving him up about the good work he had done, particularly um, in that that show. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah, if you look at the Emmy Awards from that year, it literally was <laughs> one of the only shows nominated because every episode was like its own part one, yeah, part two, powerful. part three, part four. So yes. it won, you know, it won best it, it won best series, it won best limited series. Um, in the directing category, four of the nominations were from different episodes of Roots. Oh, in the writing goodness. category, three three of the nominees were all from different episodes of Roots. Um, mm-hmm. In the lead actor category, four of the nominees were all from Roots. Like, it must have just been a crazy year to be watching the Emmys, and it was, it was what episode of Roots was going to win, because it must mm-hmm. have been that brilliant at the time. Yes, yes. So. And I, yes. That's, and it's wonderful to be reminded of that. And I think we want our listeners to, if they have a chance, to go to purchase it, 
to watch it. I don't know if it's come up on some of the um, on the services when you have an opportunity. It's and I I'd love to go back and and watch it. I think about Cicely Tyson too, um, and and all the work that um, all the individuals that came out of that powerful um, accomplishment for particularly for pe- people of color, and we know that. Um, they were on the screen, and there were there was everyone included in the back, the camera people, the writers, everyone who were not people of color, but knew that there was a mes- message, a powerful message that had to be delivered in that particular programming. Well, as far as I know, I think the original is currently streaming on HBO Max. So if you are in the U.S. and that's where you can get media, definitely watch it or re-watch it um and we're going to be right back to talk about are you listening see you in a bit You know, for the last several weeks, I have been watching the comedy that was popular in the 1990s called Frasier. And the tagline is, are you listening? It has made me listen at a deeper level. Um, You know, I'm always talking about listening to the still small voice, which is a great thing to listen to. I'm also, I've also become very mindful of listening to individuals when they're speaking to me, when they're right in front of me listening. So I have become a better listener. I'm not always a great listener, um, but I've become more mindful of it. Uh, I've become mindful that there are individuals who do all always do not get listened to. So I have made it my job to close my mouth and to listen, to really hear what those individuals are saying to me. It's a practice for me. Most people, as I was told recently, don't want to be, um, don't want a solution. They don't want a practice. They just that there's a need to get stuff out, to vent, um, because perhaps I represent a safe space. And my opportunity, my job is simply to listen to them, to listen to them with an open heart and a willingness to hold them in a safe space. Does that I sound do. good, Sean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it does speak to I just think what we're conditioned to do, especially in Western culture, is we don't, we're not taught to listen to listen. We're taught to listen to respond. And oftentimes, if someone is talking about something in their life, if it is something that's unpleasant or hard or something they just want to go through, we we default start to go to, you know, what piece of advice can I offer? What solution Mm -hmm. can I offer? And yes. and that's and that can that can shut down 
where they're going to get to. I'm, I'm currently seeing a person-centered therapist, which I have not seen before. And that's mm-hmm. exactly the philosophy. I mean, she just sits there and listens to me. And sometimes I'm like, I really want you to say something, but that's not mm-hmm. her philosophy. She's really going to maybe ask me very gentle questions. And every time I've had a session, when we're coming towards you know the end, I've gotten somewhere so true to me because I was just listened to for an hour. Yes. Uh, and yes. I still like, cause, cause my partner's a person centered therapist and he's very much is, you know, he's like, this is the way to do it. And I've been like, no, I want someone who's going to offer me some analysis. I want someone who's going to offer me a tool. And every time I get out of a, of a therapy session where I've just been listened to, I'm like, it works, but I, I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. And I think the how is, I believe, that the answer is in the individual. And perhaps when we allow that individual to just speak, just get it out, just, and and that's what, that's really what I do when I'm in a practitioner session. I'm supposed to be listening, not offering any kind of advice, asking gentle questions that um, guide and direct that person to the answer that is already within them. That's, and for us to be able, but most people, most people have a layer of anger, of sadness that they keep repressing and suppressing. And um, so there becomes this layering that happens uh, because they're not listened to. So to be able to listen to someone with an open heart, with a, with a gentleness and a kindness is really very, very important. So the question is, are we always listening? You know, the image that comes to mind is, do you know that like uh, arcade game, Whack-A-Mole? I'm just seeing it recently. Yeah. Yes, I do. And, yes. and I just think if you, and this is what I think with, with you know, my current therapy, mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're constantly reacting to right. the first thing being said, you know, we can tackle the problem, but I think we enter into this never-ending game of whack-a-mole. Another one pops up, another one pops up, another one pops up. But if you just let them pop up, pop up without having to whack it away, mm-hmm. you event- they will eventually stop coming up. And, and right. that's what I feel like. Yes. like don't deprive somebody of... Um, you know, it was actually, it was your, it was your daughter, Lindsay, once. Um, she emailed, last year... Um, we had, we had this email and she said it was something like no response is the best response. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, I can't sit on not having to say something to this, but it was that non-interference that allows something to be revealed. And that's what yes, we don't allow yes. in each other by listening to respond, not to listen. So I'm sure that we've all received <laughs> emails or texts that are just venting, right? There, someone is upset with us, um, or some something has happened to someone, and they have written this long text or this long email, and they've decided to send it to somebody. It's akin to that, isn't it? So the idea is that person is getting it out. They're getting it out. They're getting it out. And I've gotten a few of those those emails and texts. 
And what I do now is that I do not read them. I'm understanding that this person is upset, perhaps about something that I've said or an action that I have taken. And I remember the first long e- email that I've got that I got. It was 11 years ago, and I read it, and I cried because I was hurt. Hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you know what I didn't do? I didn't respond to it. Now, what I might do is that I might, I, I will not read it. When I get a long text or an email, I know that someone is upset. My practice now is to not read it, it's to delete it. Because well, I was, that's I was not say, I remember you saying to me, I got this 30 minute voice note. It was, it was someone, you know, (laughs) and you were like, I deleted it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And, and, and and you want to know what the great thing about voice notes is that person, um, I I don't recall, I don't recall who it was that, that person still got to have, still got to get it out. And, you know, I, on my way to Los Angeles last November, I had received an email that bothered mm-hmm. me. And because I'd been in person-centered therapy, I was like, hmm, I'm not, the answer to this is going to be somewhere in me. So I got out my phone and I just started leaving a voice note to myself, mm-hmm. articulating this, talking about this. And in about 11 minutes, um, I I got to something that was important. And yes. And I had to do it, you know, I was at an airport. I couldn't just be talking to myself. I was leaving a voice note. I mean, I was talking to myself. It was just in a socially accepted mm-hmm. construct. And and I got to it and I was like, oh my gosh, if we just talked things out loud, I mean, it's great to have somebody, but not always because they could interrupt. Um, mm-hmm. Talk out loud and get to the the truth of the matter. Yes, yes. Because I think that... Most people end up suppressing anger. They don't do anything about it. So to be able to use the tool of speaking something into something or writing something into something so that it gets out. We we have talked often about the important importance of movement. So to move that energy out of our system, to get it out of our body, that's a uh, a really good skill. If we have someone who is willing to sit lovingly and patiently and listen to us, if that's the 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 way that we begin this process, that's a great way. We can ah, take a breath. We can take a breath through all of this. We've gotten it out, and then we can move on and perhaps as we're getting it out this light bulb light bulb moment happens and we can know the good that is in whatever it is that we want to get out there's yeah. always an answer and understand that this new way of listening you know it is a skill and know it's something yes. that you get to develop it's why you went through practitioner studies for x amount of years it's why people spend four years training to be therapists because being able to sit with someone and not want to give your opinion or advice Mm -hmm. is harder. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And and that's why people train, you know, we have to make fun of that clip of a therapist on TV who says, and how do you feel about that? 
And I yes. know it's become a bit yes. of a joke, but mm-hmm. it's harder than putting in your two cents. So, yes. so ju- just know that can be a, that can be a skill that, you know, a few weeks ago we spoke about, if you just get 2% better at something every week, you'll be a hundred percent better by the end of the year. Mm-hmm, Listen, mm-hmm. 2% more every week this year, and you will be, you'll be someone that people really want to be around. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's beautifully said, Sean. Um, incredible. We will be back with more good news stories next week. Um, goodbye. You've been listening to Say Something Good from TGH, The Good House. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And because we want to inspire as many people as we can with these episodes, we'd really appreciate it if you'd share the show with friends or family who'd find it useful. Also, please leave us a review and let us know what you'd like to hear on the show. For more information about TGH, The Good House, who we are and what we do, please visit our website, www.tghbooks.com. Thank you.